Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Let them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. I'm not sure what's going on. So apparently there's an issue with the phones. I mean, I don't understand how that happens here, uh, but we're trying to get uh, the phones back up and running. So if I go to take this call right now, Emmanuel, uh, Emmanuel, it's not going to work, right? Is that what's going on? The phones are dead. Whatever I see on the screen here, just ignore. Alex is... So oh, I don't know what that means. It's just stuck. So the, are the phones not working? Okay, the phones aren't working. So I'll just sit here and talk to myself for 25 minutes until we get things up and running. I don't know how you could do a talk show without the phones. Uh, anyway, we got to get that fixed. I mean, there's just no way, no way around it. Anyway, so I wanted to talk about a couple of things as far as Aaron Rodgers with the Jets where he was, you know, doing an interview with Adam Shine the other day. Uh, I think Shine taped it earlier in the week and then aired it fully on Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. And I saw one of the clips for it. And Rodgers did something and said something that you would dream as a sports fan. I mean, I remember talking about this, whether it be to my friends way before I ever got into the business or talking about this on the air or talking about people here behind the scenes. It's things that you dream of. Like, hey, why doesn't this manager show this old tape of that team, you know, when the Yankees won the 96 World Series, whatever it may be, or the Mets in the 86 World Series, why don't they do that? Why don't players understand what it's like to be a fan from the area? Why don't they get all that stuff? And Aaron Rodgers comes in, and you can tell immediately that he got it. Immediately. Not just this example, which I'll get to in a second, but... All the stuff that he said, understanding New York, embracing this town, this city, and how much it meant to, or how much sports mean to this town. He shows up, he's the toast of the town, he's at the Knicks and Rangers playoff games all the time. He talks about wanting to go out to dinner, where he goes out to dinner, all this stuff. 
And then he does this interview with Shine. And he talks about watching an ESPN 30 for 30 on the 86 Mets and embracing not only the history of the organization that he's with with the Jets, but knowing that a lot of Jets fans are Mets fans and then goes to try to embrace the Mets history and getting a taste for what it was like when they won last one in 1986. Talked about being a Giants fan growing up, obviously from California, and he he was naming all old-school Giants. It was just unbelievable knowing that a lot of Jets fans are on Long Island. Like, it was, it's what you would want if there was a course that athletes would have to take before they actually played for a team in this town. Aaron Rodgers would be acing that course. Those would be the things that you would say. That would be the criteria or the um, the curriculum, if you will. That would be what it would take to get through these classes. You'd be teaching guys the history of the 86 match. You'd be teaching them about Joe Namath. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers in his introductory press conference was doing all that, talking about that stuff. How can you not be totally in love with this guy? And if you're a Giant fan or you hate the Jets, you know, you're a Dolphins fan or whatever it is that you are, you still should be able to respect and appreciate what Aaron Rodgers is doing because you would want any athlete of any team that you root for to be doing the same exact thing. Embracing the city, embracing the history of the sports teams in this city and really caring about it. And he's not just looking for a paycheck. It's not just the next stop in his Hall of Fame career. Oh, Brett Favre wasn't doing this. I, Brett Favre couldn't name an 86 Met, at least I don't think. Meanwhile, Rogers putting work in, watching a 30 for 30 on it, which, by the way, you should because it's very entertaining anyway. But those are things, what I would recommend next to Aaron, it's like a video club. Watch 1986 a year to remember because it was even better than the 30 for 30. Anyway, point is, you wish athletes would do this stuff. How many times are like, oh, they don't care about the team. They don't really care about it. Rodgers cares. He knows. Now, it doesn't mean he's going to deliver. It's obviously not easy. But Rodgers knows that if he wins here, he will become a New York sports god. He already may be a sports god based on what he did in Green Bay. You know, in the NFL, you're talking about Aaron Rodgers, all-time one of the all-time great quarterbacks. I don't care that he has just one Super Bowl. I always say this. Rodgers is so good that we look at him and say, wow, one Super Bowl, that's it? Like He's so good, one Super Bowl isn't enough. And he knows that if he could ever somehow get this Jets team over the hump into a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl, he becomes instantly a sports god in the most passionate sports town in the world. And that is something that other towns just can't offer, which is why one of the reasons why I think New York was appealing to Aaron Rodgers. But how could you not love that? 
I'm excited. I didn't even grow up a Jet fan, but I will be rooting as hard as anybody for Aaron Rodgers and the Jets this year. Now look, I'm going to root for both teams. I, I respect what Brian Dable, I love Brian Dable. I respect what Daniel Jones has been able to do. Saquon Barkley as well. J- Joe Shane, you know, Giants are building a nice young team. So it's going to be fun rooting for two likable teams this year. Two likable, what should be good teams this year. But man, Aaron Rodgers is just something special. He gets it. And you would also hope that what he's doing now in embracing the history and diving into, you know, not just his own team and their history, but the landscape of New York sports, you would hope that maybe other athletes see that and see how it's received. And other guys start to do the same. Follow in there, follow in his footsteps. It's something that's so easy, so simple, and appreciated greatly. And that's one of the other reasons why I love Rodgers. I'm glad to say that I loved Aaron Rodgers before he ever came to New York. And now that he's here in New York, I love him even more. Find me a better athlete than Aaron Rodgers. A guy who appreciates his sports town, a guy who appreciates the history of the teams in his town, and a guy who's as good as he is. I'm telling you, man, I was there at the Ranger game the night that Rodgers was there, that first one. What was it? Was it game six? Yeah, I think it was game six, Rangers and Devils. And the place went absolutely bonkers for him. And then I, along with Aaron Rodgers, was also at that Knicks game the next day. And the place went bonkers for him again. He's already becoming a sports god in this town. Imagine if they actually win here. I'm going to try the phones here. I think the phones are back up and running, but who the hell knows? Cross your fingers, or at least I will. Because if not, it's going to be a very frustrating next 40-so minutes, uh, 45 or so minutes. 877-337-6666 is the number. we got to get Jackson up here. I wanted to get him on. Uh, but we'll continue with the calls right now. George is calling from Manhattan. What's up, George? George, we're, I'm right here with you, Saul. Uh, okay, so the phones are back, and I want to make a comment about Boone. Um, now, this is the point. I'll get back to your Marine friend and hats off to him for his service. The second call of the night tonight, I believe, or the first call Mm -hmm. of the night. I want to give you the same quiz that he did. Kevin Cash is number one. Terry Francona is number two. Tony LaRus is number three. Wouldn't you want to have any of those three mortals managing the Yankees instead of Boone? No. And why not? Who did you say again? Terry Francona, right. who I think is great, mm-hmm. right? Uh, okay. Uh, you know, and how many World Series No, no, okay. No, I got it. Go ahead. What's the next name? Kevin Cash. Yeah. And Tony LaRusso. Yeah, LaRusso was the LaRusso. one I heard. Absolutely not. No, Tony LaRusso is an embarrassment. Did you see what he did with the White Sox? Okay, but but he did. He had some good times. Oh, well, yeah, he, yeah, he was a great manager in the 80s and maybe 90s with the Cardinals. 
But uh, yeah. no, no, Tony Lusa, absolutely not. No bleeping way. End of story How with about him. Kevin Cash. Though? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Cash. okay, Cash looks like he's doing a nice job with the with the Rays, but you know, he's another one, uh, another data applicator. Let's see. I don't watch him on an everyday basis the way that I do with Aaron Boone, but I could see why you'd make a. Um, an argument for cash and Terry Francona. How could you not love based on what he did with the Red Sox having so much success, but it's not like the guardians are, are any good. Yes, but Terry's not a, a, not a data applicator. He's a real man. You know what I mean? Well, he's who, a real manager. Work- yeah, I, I know. Look, I don't put it this way, George. I don't think Boone's a great manager. I also don't think Boone is a problem. Okay. But the way he handles the pitching staff is a problem. No, I mean, come on. I yeah. mean, I mean, is you know, I mean, what? Give me the attributes that you think Boone is good at. Let's, uh, well, let's, I think let's put his- I think he's a fiery competitor, and thank you for the call, George. I think he's a fiery competitor as a manager. I think the guys respect him. I think he handles the clubhouse extremely well. I think he protects his guys extremely well. I think he also holds them accountable without berating them publicly. He's relatable to the players. I think Boone does a lot of things. Sticks up for his players, protects them, holds them accountable, fiery competitor, relatable, good guy, handles the media well. What's the big you, you you think, oh, what's the big deal with handling the media? Well, you remember Mickey Calloway, you remember Luis Rojas and endless others who couldn't handle the media? As far as his in-game moves, the lineups, the the pitching changes, I, I don't love those. But every manager, I, don't, I, I mean, I think Buck's a great manager, and he does some stuff, or at least has this year, that I'm like, what are you doing, Buck? But with Boone, I think he's got to go more with his gut and less what the numbers are telling him. We've been telling you about Jackson Heil, who was in here in studio with me, uh, back in March, which is, geez, uh, doesn't doesn't feel like that long ago, uh, or it wasn't that long ago, but it does feel like that long ago. Uh, back in March, breaking down the uh, the bracket, did a great job. Ben Jackson, of course, I work with at SNY and is a huge Baltimore Orioles fan. He's on the line right now to tell us about his experience in the bleachers on Wednesday night. Jackson, what the hell were you thinking wearing a Manny Machado Orioles jersey in the right field bleachers at Yankee Stadium, you nut job? Oh, man. I mean, if that, if that doesn't show passion, I don't know what does. But, I mean, you want to talk about an experience of a lifetime. I In the seventh inning yesterday, Orioles down 5-1, obviously. Things are going, aren't going well. And, and listen, I, I was kind of wearing it all game. Like, the minute I sat down, people started peppering me with French fries, which I found pretty amusing, to be honest with you. But um, So, Adam Frazier hits a three-run homer. To put, cut the cut the lead to one, and I, I Sal, you know how I am. I'm I'm hard on my sleeve, like yeah. living and dying by every pitch. I got excited. I was I was amped, and as as I should be. So I, I get a little pumped. I next thing you know, the whole the whole section is booing me to death. Yeah, chanting uh, curse words at you. Yeah. Now before that though, were you, you said somebody was throwing fries at you. Were they cursing at you when the Yanks were up 5-1 or it really didn't matter? 
Yeah, no, I mean, I was I was having stuff thrown at me pretty much all game, which is pretty funny. And which um, I just don't get. I mean, that's bad behavior. Whether it's in fun, good fun or not, it's just stupid. Like, you're, it's not like you're wearing an Orioles jersey there to a game where they're playing the Royals. I mean, your team is there. You're allowed to go there yeah. and wear a jersey. So that's just stupid to begin with. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree it's stupid. Um, I did find it funny. Like, it was just like. I found it funny to begin with, so that was like I was loving the whole thing, and I, I've shown you the videos. But mm-hmm. the, the chance started coming in. I get up, I'm I'm basically baiting everyone in, uh, enjoying everything that's happening, and then all of a sudden, a couple beers get thrown at me. More chance start to come, and next thing you know, they had security. Actually, I went with eight eight of my friends who were mostly Yankee fans. The other ones are, are an Orioles fans, but don't really care about baseball too much. But I, I had one of my buddies get ejected for throwing popcorn at me, and we were trying to tell security <laughs> to make him stay because he just, he just contributed in joking around with us. Right. Um. My my, my boys have my back as always. Shout out to them. And so after um, the after the Frazier homer, you're going nuts. Your O's are back in the game. You're fired up. You're sitting there in the right field bleachers, which I would just recommend. I don't care if you wear an Oriole jersey to the game. Don't sit in the right field bleachers anymore, will you? But anyway, you're going nuts out there. They're getting on you. They're throwing stuff at you, beers and all this stuff. They're frustrated. And then security comes and escorts you out? Yeah. So, so they they were the only one that really got ejected was, was me. And I, I didn't really do any I didn't do anything other than the, the quote from them was I was basically inciting a riot, which I kind of was, I guess, at the end of it when I was trying to bait everyone into keep throwing crap at me. But um, but the they, they security, I was begging them to let me stay like I I wanted to stay and obviously watch the rest of the game there at. But they said they it was a security thing, and obviously if if anything happened to me, then it would be it would be on them. And and honestly, thankfully with with the way things were going and the way the game ended up, when with the Orioles putting up an eight spot, there probably would have been a fight sooner or later because I, I had a couple of my boys ready to ready to fight Yankees. Yeah, and you don't want to be family. fighting. I mean, come on. Now, where did you watch the rest of the game from? So we just went down. To, I was standing in like the first level area, just standing there watching. And on TV, yeah. or you could see from where you were standing. No, no, no. I, I, I could see. I could see from where I was standing. It was like right outside, like one eighteen. I was just like standing at the top of the section, and I could see in. You pretty much see everything. Your Orioles are good, man. Was that one of the most gratifying yeah. victories you've ever been at? Uh, the most gratifying victory I've ever been at, and there haven't been many. Like I, I'm, you saw, we were talking about it before. Like I, I've seen that type of game happened the other way so many times mm. and it was it was such a satisfying feeling to to go and see a win and i was there the night before with with emmanuel by the way who's doing updates tonight yeah, yeah i know you're good friends with emmanuel barbari so and he's a big yankee fan obviously but the night before was the basically the exact opposite like give up a game time home run in the ninth inning lose on a walk off like that's a story in my life as an orioles fan like and i i and on top of this like there's not a fan base and there's not a team in sports I hate more than the Yankees. Like it's, it's oh, they've like, owned you. I know, I get it. And I, they yeah. dominate me. Yeah. Like they got like like I wasn't alive for the Jeffrey Mayer incident. I still hate his guts. Like that, that's that's what it, that's like how that's how far back this goes. And I I've been to some bad ones in the past. I, Emmanuel's another. I went to a game when Carlos Beltran had a three run walk off home run. I was at Game One of the ALDS in 2012 when. Jim Johnson comes in, blows the game apart, gives up like six runs in the ninth inning. 
Like I've, I've been to so many games on the other side of it, and I'll, I'll give you a stat. So when me and my dad go to games together, this, the record's unfathomable. We're 1-27 in 27 when we go to Oriole games together. Jeez. One win in 28 tries, which is pretty insane. So it was, it was as gratifying and, and, a win as I could ever experience. And people call me a jinx. Now, did you tweet this video out, Jackson? I did. I certainly All did. Right. So check it out at Jackson Heil, H E I L, at Jackson H E I L. Search through his Twitter page right there, and you'll see the video of him getting escorted. The Yankee fans get on him, uh, you know, calling him bad names and throwing stuff at him. Pretty wild scene. Congrats, Jackson, on your O's. They're legit, man. You got a fun team to watch and root for this year. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, Definitely got a chance to be one of the best teams in my life. I mean, I've, I think I've seen three winning seasons in twenty, soon to be twenty four years. So. Did you did you learn any lessons from what happened on uh, Wednesday night? Yeah, Jackson. Yourself. Do what you do? What do you mean? Eh? I would do it again if it happened that way. I, I I faced the music. I came in, got the smoke, accepted the smoke, and then walked out with a W. Yeah. What, what lessons are there to be learned other than? Just go out, be yourself, and have fun. And that's exactly what I did. Don't sit in the right field bleachers, for goodness sake, although you live to tell about it, and I'm happy for that. Thank you, Jackson. Thank you, Sal. Good talking, brother. Yep, Jackson Heil, my colleague over at SNY, and a you know college basketball uh, uh, expert. We have him on. We'll do it again next year. We have him on to break down the brackets with us. But a huge Orioles fan. I got to sneeze. Hold on. I got another one coming. Hold on. Oh, man. What you, thank you, Alex. Uh, I was trying to hold that in. I'm rubbing my eyes. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do it. Here we go. Live radio. Oh, man. I'm allergic to the Orioles. Now, Jackson's such a good dude. And I hear him. I'm watching the game. He, his desk is right behind mine at SNY. So I hear him all night last night. Yeah, that's the way to do it, Kibby. Way to be good. Like, he's such a passionate, fiery Orioles fan. Figured it'd be a good night to have him on, especially after he got booted from his seat. Escorted out for getting stuff thrown at him. How about that? You go to a game. This is what's wrong with this scenario. Again, another sneeze coming. I don't know what's happening here. You go to a game. <laughs> I'll be all right. Calls aren't working. The host is sneezing. What the hell's happening here at 120 in the morning? You go to a game as an Orioles fan or a visiting fan, which you're allowed to do. There's nothing illegal about that. You buy a ticket. You go to a game to watch your team play wearing your team's jersey. Not illegal. Oh, another one. And then you sit there and cheer for your team. Now, being an antagonist, I could understand that I could rub some people the wrong way, but... As he said, and I've had this happen to me once. I wore a Falcons jersey to watch the Giants and Falcons at MetLife many, many years ago. And I had people throwing peanuts at me. I'm going to have to take a break here because I, I can't stop sneezing. Anyway, that was a false alarm. I held that one in. But you shouldn't have stuff thrown at you just for wearing the opponent's jersey. And then he starts cheering when they're doing well. And Yankee fans are throwing stuff at him. And then security escorts him out of there. That ain't right. But as he said, he did leave with the dub. And the Orioles leave New York with two dubs. 
877-337-6666. More of your calls on the other side. Sneezing Sal Licata on the fan. You trust the fan for sports, and you trust 1010 Wins for news. Now on FM at 92.3. Town Fair Tire became New England's number one discount tire dealer by giving you the absolute lowest prices guaranteed. And with over 100 stores from Connecticut to Maine, we'll beat anybody's price. Other dealers, we beat them. Warehouse clubs, we beat them. Online sites, we beat them all every day. So remember, for the absolute guaranteed lowest price on name brand tires, nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. With over 90 years of combined legal experience representing the law enforcement community, Decalator Cohen and DePrisco LLP continues to strive to educate police officers of their civil rights. To- we have a mic and you have a phone. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Back on the fan, 877-337-6666. So let's reset a little bit. Started the show talking about the Yankees and their series loss. Losing two out of three to the Orioles. The offense didn't get it done tonight. The issue is not tonight. The issue was on Wednesday night blowing that 5-1 lead in the seventh inning. And really, look, you're going to lose some series. We understand that it happens. But when you're chasing multiple teams in the division, Yankees obviously were in last place not too long ago. And they climbed out of it, uh, you know, got ahead of the Red Sox, and they passed the Blue Jays, beating them three out of four head-to-head. And then they face, you know, the Orioles, the next team in front of them. That's a team that you want to beat and take two out of three at the very least and inch closer to them, close that gap. But instead it was the Orioles who were able to keep the Yankees at bay and gain a game over the course of these three. The Mets pounded the Cubs 10-1. Still, uh, you know, even within that game and the victory for the Mets, salvaging the final game of that three-game series, it's the least they could do. I mean, come on, you can't get swept by the Cubs under 500. So the Mets really needed to go out there and win a series, but they didn't. Either way, they scored 10 runs in this game. Carlos Carrasco was very good for six and two-thirds. Alonzo with his 19th home run of the year, they look good. But the issue remains that they're right now their roster construction in the lineup, just not good enough. And Daniel Vogelback, to me, is a focal point to where this team, here's what I'm going to say, and I've been talking about Vogelback for, you know, since they got him, and that I didn't love him as a baseball player. A couple of weeks after they got him, I realized, this guy, he's no good. As long as the Mets have Daniel Vogelback on their roster, I can't take them seriously. 877-337-6666. Anthony is calling from Bridgewater, New Jersey. What's on your mind, Ant? up south thanks for taking my call man thanks for making it how are you hey um why can't you take vogel back seriously because he doesn't swing a bat is that why i like i i i i don't understand what what his what his deal like i have never in my life i've watched a billion mets games i don't miss a game he here's a guy who now doesn't even swing right like i don't it's like I'm watching like my, like my son's little league games where he's like looking for walks and like and and like he's sad when he, like he 
like when he doesn't get a walk. Right. Like, swing the bat. Swing the bat. You are the DH. You are the designated hitter in which you're supposed to be the guy who comes off the bench every four times, and you're supposed to be the guy who produced, like, I don't understand. And then they bring up Vientos, and, and he's still now, he gets, like, you know, one out of every four times, you know, one every four games. Like, send him back. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why Vientos is not playing at the expense of, uh, for, for Daniel Vogelback. Like, come on. Or fam, or, like, I, like, I don't need to see these, Old veteran guys, I can look at a, I can go on Google or, or a back of a baseball card and see what they are. They're 220 hitters their entire career. They are what they are. Vientos could be a 320 hitter for all we know and hit 20 home runs a year. Like, who knows what we have? I know what Sam is. I know what Vogelback is. I know what Canna is. I know what those three guys are. I, I, they are what they are now. They are marginal at best and I'm going to tell you right now if I have to see Vogel back for another month on this on this team the Mets are going to be 500 or or not even anymore like he needs to be gone he needs to be gone by the time they come back and play the Phillies on Tuesday and by the way it's not just him that needs to be gone and the Mets see here's the biggest problem Anthony you're going to love this I guarantee you the Mets, if they hear this or when they get wind of, and you know, the fans are going to be out crying on social media about Vogelback now. For a while, it was just me. Now everybody's joined the party here. But when the Mets hear this, they're going to be like, what's wrong with the Mets fan? They, they're so dumb they don't realize that Vogelback is actually one of the guys who's getting on base for us. And they don't oh, realize. Uh, yeah, exactly. They don't realize that we are right yet again. Just like we were right about it, Francisco it, Alvarez. Just like we were right about exactly. Brett Beatty. And, and here's the thing. And I and again, it, it started to make. I, I was the biggest Buck guy. I know you were the biggest Buck mm-hmm. guy. But when I have to hear his pregame thing and hear about how he defends Volgaback, it better be him just trying to like drink the Kool Aid for Epler because then I'm starting to question how good of a guy Buck is when he's trying to tell me. Oh well, yeah. Listen, I know, I know. How, wait till you see what Volkenback does against him. I see what he does against him. He doesn't do it. Then you put him back in the lineup the next day against him. He does nothing. No, he. he you're exactly right, Anthony. And and thank you for the call. Good stuff. I'm exactly with you on the Buck stuff. I. He's got to be saying it just to not make the organization look bad because there's no way a brilliant baseball mind like Buck Showalter likes having a guy like Daniel Volkenback on his team. He just doesn't do anything. Vogelback is not the only problem. He's one of the problems. The Mets also can't have both Tommy Pham and Mark Canna on the same team. It's one or the other. Canna wasn't good enough to be an everyday left fielder anyway. He was like a good fourth guy. And I like Canna because he plays defense. He's a smart baseball guy, hustles. And the problem is he's just not very good, even defensively. So Canna has lost it a little bit and can't find it this year. Or I thought he was serviceable last year, maybe more than serviceable last year. Fam, they're telling you he's good because he's hitting the ball hard and things are going to break for him. I'm not seeing it. So Fam and Vogel, uh, Fam, Canna and Vogelback, between the three of them, really none of them should be on the team. But at the very least, you take one of the three as a backup outfielder which means it's not Vogelback because he can't back up anything. And it's either Fam or Canna. Mets are going to have to clean this thing up here. It's infuriating. 
Back to the Yankees. Joe is in the Bronx. Joe, what are your thoughts on your Bronx Bombers? Uh, Sal, well, uh, it's really it, it was actually about the the, uh, the previous call talking about uh, Boone and uh, how many other great managers that that are out there. Um, which what I wish is that somebody would give another chance to Wally Backman. I know he had his personal problems. Uh, that's. He, he, was, he seemed like a great fit for Arizona when that happened. Well, he lied. I mean, he he lied on his resume, and he. he I know, and that's yeah. what I mean. I I just wish somebody down the line. I mean, I mean, you know, players are given. I mean, I remember, remember Steve Howe. I mean, how many players were given things for drugs? Right, but the difference is, and look, I love Wally Backman. I loved him as a player, and I always said that I believe certain people are 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 just meant to be certain things. Wally Backman was meant to be a manager. I do believe that he could be a great big league manager. He's never getting that chance. It's never going to happen. And the difference is that you could do it with a player, give them opportunities. You can't, with all the stuff that Wally's been through, you can't put him in a position of leadership. It's Sal, thank you. Uh, it's a very sad situation with him. I mean, I big 86 Mets fan. I was 16 at the time. Sure. And uh, Sal, can I just mention one more thing? Yeah. Uh, Ronnie Mauricio. I know there's, you know, the, you know, the the, the whole thing with uh, if it's going to cost the Mets money. I don't think that's a, a problem with Cohen. Ronnie Mauricio's a switch hitter. Uh, he's a natural shortstop. Why not bring one more kid up and just give it a shot? I mean, they might, they might eventually. He would, on paper, at least, Joe. And thank you for the call. He would at least on paper um, fill one of those voids. But again, he, we don't know if he's going to produce up here. And defensively, I guess there are some concerns about him. You, know, you said shortstop, so he's going to be moved to second base or left field, which is a position that the Mets need. I just told you before, the Mets, to clean this up, need either a second baseman, and then they can move McNeil to left, or a left fielder, and then they can move McNeil back to second. So that's one player that they need, and then they need a DH. Those two spots should account for Vogelback and either Canna or Fam. The other one can stay as the backup. That's how you clean this up. Escobar's fine as the backup infielder. He replaces Guillaume. I'm okay with that. Two of the three, Canna, Fam, Vogelback, have to go. One of them could stay, not Vogelback, because he doesn't do anything. One of the others, Fam or Canna, can stay as a backup outfielder, but then the other two have to go. You replace Vogelback with a real DH, and you replace one of Pham or Canna with an actual either left fielder or second baseman. Jesse is calling from Queens. What's up, Jesse? Hey, Sal. What's up? How's everything tonight? Good, Jesse. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, the Mets, I mean, I can't stand Vogelback anymore. I mean, I'm, I'm really tired, but I think, I think they just have him for uh, the clubhouse, his uh, presence, and... I think well, every, all the players, they, they gravitate to him and all that stuff. He's like the team mascot. He looks like Chris Farley, but he's not helping the team. He's taking away a bat from Vientos. You know, they need, to get, they need to get some other players in here because I'm tired of seeing the same guys. He's not going to produce. He's never going to produce. And Epler, I think he's a very stubborn guy. He's stuck with Ruff forever, and they, they practically had to, like, I don't know, finally he gave up on Ruff, you know. But um, I don't. I don't see them letting Vogelback go, and uh, it's 
They should. Because Me neither. Man, I don't see them letting him go. Let, uh, letting him go either. But I will not take them seriously until Vogelback is gone. I don't, know. I don't know. I'm just. I'm surprised too with Buck because Buck is a, a real smart guy. He should go to Epic and look. He's a nice guy. He's good for the clubhouse, but he's not helping our team. That's is he a nice guy here. though? I mean, how do we know that? Uh, I've, I've read some stuff. Oh, you know, and what does it even matter? I don't care if he is or not. I mean, what does it matter? But I know it doesn't really matter based on production, but I think for the clubhouse, uh, camaraderie, all that stuff, you know. That, he's not, he's not a leader on the team, so I don't think they're going to be missing much there, Jesse, and thank you for the call. I don't care if he's the nicest guy, if he's a funny guy. I don't really know uh, enough about it. I mean, I was in the clubhouse in Port St. Lucie a couple of times while I was there for a few days with Vogel back there, and he didn't, I mean, wasn't saying anything. And I guess at that point, I probably could have went up to him and introduced myself and let him know my true feelings. Hi, Daniel Salicotti here, WFAN and SNY. How are you? Uh, what is it exactly that you do around here? You see that thing over there? Yeah, the bat. You know you're supposed to swing that, right? And just making sure. <laughs> Can you imagine if it's... <laughs> that's And that's why I don't say anything. Because that's what I wanted to say. Oh, hey, Bogey, nice to meet you. What exactly is it that you do around here? Oh, I see you got some bats in your locker. You plan on using any of those this year? Eight seven seven three, and I hate that he's become, you know, a little bit of a whipping boy here. We're picking on him. I, that I'm not picking on him. I'm just saying that the team needs to get better, and he's one of the guys that need to be replaced. Canna and or fam too. If the Mets want to be taken seriously and go out there and try to win a World Series, they fixed they they fixed catcher. They fixed third base. They've upgraded the bench by moving Escobar to the bench. I think he's better at that role than Guillaume. I like Guillaume, but Escobar's a better player. Veteran, you know, more pop, bigger threat at the plate. So I like him in that role. So they've upgraded the third with Beatty. They've upgraded the utility infield spot with Escobar. They've upgraded catching with Alvarez and Norvaez when he comes back. Now they have to upgrade DH and either second base or left field. And once they do that, that's it. Then they just need Marte, Lindor, you know, their stars to produce along with the the upgrades. DH, left field, and or second base. Not that hard. And the pitching's starting to come around, which should make you feel good about it. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake-me-when-the-sun-sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door, in as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here 
on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The fan is better when you're part of it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Sal Licata back on the fan. Crystal Presti coming up at 2. CeeLo will take you through the overnight on this special Friday on the fan. Everybody down to DJ's to kick off the summer the right way. So make sure you stay tuned all day long. Or go down there, check it out. I'm sure it'll be a blast for everybody involved. 877-337-6666. Artie calling from Rockland County. Hi, Artie. Hi, uh, Sal. How you doing, buddy? Good, Artie. How are you? I've been listening to you. I'm great. I've been listening to you for a long time. I think you're fantastic. Well, I really you. do. I love your passion. I love your passion. I love your knowledge. And I, I feel I, I know a lot also, and I have a passion as well. I'm 73. i got to ask you something. It's a little touchy. i got two things to discuss. I was listening to um, Justin Shackle and uh, Susan Waldman the other night on the broadcast when uh, Garrett Cole got his 2,000 strikeout, and uh, the guy, he, Justin Shackle was reeling off Yankee pitches that had a bunch of strikeouts in their career. And I'm 99% certain, I heard him say it twice, he referred to Andy Pettit as Andy Pettis. Did you hear that, or did anybody else hear I, that? No, I did not that, hear it. I, I'm I mean, assuming, though, I, I didn't hear it. I'm assuming Justin knows who Andy Pettit is. I'm sure, but how do you call him Pettis? You know what I'm saying? I, and I'm, I'm not deaf. I, and he said it twice. Yeah, again, I didn't hear it, so... I didn't hear it. I can't speak on it. I'm assuming either you misheard it or he maybe misspoke for a minute, but I would assume he knows who it is. Okay. The other thing I wanted to discuss, it kind of bothers me. Listen, I'm biased. I'm a big Yankee fan. I love Judge. When people say Otani versus Judge every year, you know, the MVP, Mm -hmm. they say Otani is a two-way player and Judge is a one-way player. I feel differently about that. To me, Otani is a two-way player but he never plays the field, so he's just a DH and a pitcher. Judge is a offensive player and a phenomenal defensive outfielder. To me, he's just as much a two-way player as Otani is. Well, what do you think of that? No, I, I don't think he is, Artie. I mean, I understand what you're trying to say, and Judge is a great defensive player. Look, Judge is not just a, a home run hitter. Judge is a tremendous, and thank you for the call, Judge is a tremendous all-around baseball player. To me, he's the best player in the game. I know that maybe he, you know, Mike Trout, people are going to talk about, and Otani, and you know, Acuna Jr. I'll take Judge. And Judge, it doesn't matter if you put him in right, center, left. The dude's playing gold glove caliber defense. He's got the big arm. He could hit for a high average. He obviously mashes homers. He's a great leader. Give me Judge. But he's not a two-way player in the way that, you know, maybe two-way player is not even the right way to describe it. Otani plays two positions. He's a pitcher and he's an offensive player. Judge is, you know, a regular player. You are either generally a pitcher or a hitter. And Otani is both. So you know what they mean. I mean, obviously all, well, I was going to say, I 
I was going to say all major leaguers, but we know one who isn't. All major leaguers are generally two-way players. Except one. At least one. That I know of. That plays for the Mets. That wears number 32. Anyway. Most players use a glove. But most players don't hit and pitch. That's the difference. And you understand that there's way more importance on having a pitcher. You don't get paid, you know, forty million a year to play right field. Otani's gonna get paid because he's gonna get paid very well because he's great va- he has great value as a pitcher and of course as an offensive player. Charlie calling from Beth Page. What's up, Charlie? Sal, how you doing tonight? Everything good? Yeah, not bad, Charlie. How are you? I'm not too bad. Your allergies sound like they're killing you tonight. Yeah, I'm all right. I had that little sneezing attack, but I feel I feel okay now. Hey, right, good. Uh, yeah, we salvaged that today, uh, yesterday, and that was good. Carrasco, we finally got a good outing from him. Uh, good things that have hysterical the way you're on Volkerback. I mean, it is, it's amazing. Even when the guy gets a hit, He's a liability. He should have been first to home on that. Of course, Alvarez uh, an RBI there. Anyone would have been home standing in the dugout cheering from their guys. But, I mean, even when he hits, he's a liability on the base. It's you know, a- if if he could hit with power, it, this wouldn't be an issue. Like, if, if, I wouldn't be picking on him for not being able to run or not being able to play the field. But the fact that he can't hit with power is a major problem. The fact that he goes up there looking for walks is a major problem. Those are the two things. You can't not play a position. You can't not be able to run. You can't not hit for power. You can't not hit for a high average and expect to be in the big leagues. And uh, and not only is he in the big leagues, he's on the New York Mets. How? Exactly. And like you said, he's got to hit power because him getting singles isn't doing it. And then he strikes out the first two at-bats tonight were ridiculous. We needed that second strikeout. And we have men on we have men on the bases, and I, it was a close game at that point. So you know, if he's not going to do it, what well, we have him here for, he's got to go. But uh, it was a good it was a good win. Uh, I don't like losing two games to them, but it is what it is. They came around and woke up the bats a little bit. Um, so let's just hope this is the start of another five game win streak. You know? Yeah, and thank you for the call, Charlie. I mean, it was a, a good night. Carlos Carrasco was the most encouraging thing to come out of. Last night's game for the match. Rocco is calling from Saratoga Springs. What's up, Rocco? Yeah, Sal, my buddy. How you doing? Got two points quick. I know I'm long-winded usually, but I try to make this as short as possible. Vogie, we're knocking the heck out of him. Okay, the problem is this is not the guy that Appler went out and got. Okay, when he was with Pittsburgh, he was a better player than he is now. We should send him back to Pittsburgh for free. Maybe he likes Pittsburgh better, but okay, we've beaten Volgi down as much as we can. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, go ahead, Sal. No, no, you're right. I said mm-hmm. okay. I'm agreeing. Go ahead. And, and Buck, the reason why Buck is standing by him, Apple is his man. He's not going to say, "Hey, Apple made a big mistake here," right? He's not going to. They're buddies. He's not going to. So he's going to stick by. He's going to take the sword for Apple. Okay. So don't put it on Buck. He's a company man, and he's going to. He knows. Uh, well, why, but why doesn't he play? The, the question would be, and thank you for the call, Rocco. Why doesn't he play Vientos instead of Vogelback? That's the issue. That's on Buck. Not playing Vientos is on Buck. Until somebody says otherwise, I mean, that's what I'm believing. Buck fills out the lineup. 
Epler brings the players in. Buck fills out the lineup. Why is Vientos here and not getting opportunity and Daniel Vogelback is? Chris is in Beacon. Chris? What's going on, man? How are you, Chris? What's going on? We'll talk more in the summer about Rodgers. Um, we'll get to that. But we have a little bit of time here. But, yo, with the Mets, come on, man. Got to get off my man Pete. Let him do the hump. He's talking about 19 home runs. He's leading the league right now. He's getting excited, man. He's, he was fired up, dude. Let's let's embrace it right now, man. What do we get all upset about? And you know, we're not the Yankees, the the little you know everything. Gotta be drinking the white claw, the pinky in the air, you know, no facial hair things and all that crap. You know, we're the Mets, man. Let us let him embrace it. He's 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 swinging right now. Let's just let's embrace it, Sal. Yeah, I, and thank you for the call, Chris. I can't back the hump celebration. I think it was funny, or I thought it was funny when I first saw it. But it's also just inappropriate at the major league level. I'm not trying to be a prude here or be on you know, a more high moral ground. I don't think it's a huge deal, but I also don't think it's the right play for Pete Alonso, where he's got a lot of kids watching him and looking up to him and mimicking major league players to do that stupid hum thing. It's frat boyish. Grow up. All right, thanks to Alex's arm. Thanks to Connor Green. Thanks to everybody who called and listened. Appreciate each and every one of you. See you again later on tonight. Enjoy Friday at DJ's if you're going. CeeLo's coming up next. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's better after investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.